Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes long, but it gets us into God's Word, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day, because you may help somebody lacking in faith get their faith straightened out, grow in their faith, and come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody get to heaven. Now share with everybody you can every day, Facebook friends, text messages, or some other technological means. But what a blessing it will be to them if you can help them turn their lives around and get to heaven. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can and do so every day. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. And we're going to talk about one of the most basic, fundamental and absolutely pivotal doctrinal teachings in all of the New Testament scriptures, and that's baptism. Baptism is so easy to understand as laid out in God's Word, and yet the devil has been extremely skillful in clouding people's understandings, confusing people, and getting them off track as far as what the scriptures really teach about this fundamental doctrinal teaching of Christianity. What is baptism? What is baptism? Well, we look in, 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 let me begin before we answer that particular question by asking this really lead-in question, and that is, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? God sent Jesus into this world with the gospel message of salvation. What is the gospel? It has amazed me that so many people, and I'm talking about a huge majority of people who would claim to be Christians, if you ask them the question, what is the gospel? They probably would be at a loss to give you a a concrete answer, maybe to answer it all. They might actually open up and admit, "I'm, I'm not sure. Now, that amazes me, because a Christian ought to know what the gospel is. You're talking about basic and fundamental understanding of God's way for our lives and what Jesus came to this earth to bring to mankind and to teach and preach. What is the gospel? The Apostle Paul laid it out for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. He said, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. Well, if we're preaching Christianity, we ought to be preaching the gospel. What is it that we're preaching and teaching? What is the gospel? I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. Now, he's talking to Christians here. They had received the gospel after they had been taught the gospel, and they were standing. Their lives were centered in the gospel. What is the gospel? He goes on and says, by which also you are saved. (laughs) Well, we want to know how to be saved, 
And so Paul says it is by the gospel that we're saved. So we really need to know what the gospel is. I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. And then the big word comes next. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So there's our salvation is conditional. Now that bothers a lot of people. They, again, the devil has been very skillful in clouding people's understandings and confusing a lot of people about what's my responsibility once I become a Christian? Well, you need to be faithful. Okay, what does that mean? What if I'm not faithful? Uh, and now a whole lot of people will say, well, uh, because they've been taught and they've come to believe that once a person is saved, he cannot ever be lost again. He can never become unsaved. But Paul says here, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which you were saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Well, it's condition, our salvation is conditional. We come to salvation through the gospel, that message that God sent Christ to bring from the throne room in heaven to mankind here on this earth, and it's still the saving message from God through Christ today. And But Paul says, now you've got to stay within that message. You've got to continue your life in the gospel. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. You see, Paul had to learn the gospel too himself. He had to come to understand it and obey it. He was living by it as he wrote this. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, and that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part are, remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. In other words, most of those 500, before whom Jesus appeared at one time, he, Paul said as he wrote this, most of those are still alive, but some have died. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. Well, what is the gospel? Paul says it is the death of Christ on the cross, the burial of Christ in the tomb, and the resurrection of Christ from that grave. He arose victorious over death. It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. That's the basic very succinct statement of the gospel, that message that Jesus brought to this earth. Now, he knew when he came, he was going to go to the cross. He was going to die on that cross as the perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of man's sin. 
Now, is the gospel necessary? In 2 Thessalonians, I'm sorry, is the gospel not just necessary, but what if, what if we don't obey the gospel? Or what, what is the impact of the gospel upon our lives? How should we respond to it? We need to obey the gospel. Because there's a portrayal of the final day of judgment when God sends Christ back into this earth to call all mankind to judgment. And the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 that on that day we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of the things done in the body, whether good or bad. However we have lived our lives upon this earth, as we're physically alive here, we will give account of that before Christ on that final day of judgment. We'll have to answer for how we've lived. Now, on that day... He's going to come, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 7, in flaming fire with his mighty angels, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Now, we're talking about being cut off from God for all of eternity, and that's hell. When Jesus comes, he's going to come and call all to judgment before him, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, So ignorance is going to be no excuse, and Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31 tells us that clearly. But he's also going to take vengeance on those or bring judgment upon those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what is the gospel? It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Is it important that we Or is the gospel important to us? Oh, absolutely, because we are going to be held accountable for whether or not we have obeyed the gospel on that final day of judgment. Well, what in the world does that mean? If people don't know what the gospel is, then they certainly have a difficult time explaining how do you obey the gospel? And Here it is, short and sweet, in Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. The Apostle Paul says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or how do you know that as, or, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Well, Jesus died on that cross. He was buried in that tomb. 
he arose victorious over death, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. He will hold us accountable on that final day of judgment for whether or not we have obeyed the gospel. What is baptism? We're baptized into the death of Christ. We're buried with him through baptism into death. That is completely covered up in the water, immersed in the water. That water of baptism becomes like a grave, a spiritual grave for us. We die to sin. If we were buried with him through baptism into death, we're raised with him. As we come up out of that water, we have risen victorious over the sentence of death due to sin because as we were buried with Christ in baptism, the blood he shed on the cross as the Savior cleansed us of the guilt of our sins. Ananias asked Saul of Tarsus, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ, that's the gospel. We obey it as we're baptized into his death, buried with him in the waters of baptism, and then arisen, reborn spiritually. We'll study a little more next time. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for giving us the way by which we can be forgiven of our sins, that we can die to the condemnation of sin, and we can be reborn spiritually, buried with our Lord, and resurrected from that watery grave as he came forth from the tomb, reborn, made new, alive spiritually. Praise be to you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.